This podcast is an examination of the historical research of William Branham and his message cult following. William Branham was a minister in the gambling town of Jeffersonville, Indiana, just across the river from Louisville, Kentucky, as early as 1933. He came in contact with the Reverend Roy E. Davis, an official spokesperson for the 1915 Ku Klux Klan, and later Imperial Grand Dragon of the Ku Klux Klan. Davis introduced Branham to the Pentecostal faith and the art of faith healing, which would later be introduced into Branham's stage persona as he took his place among the evangelists in the post-World War II healing revival. Branham is credited by some as being a catalyst for the Latter Rain Movement and Jim Jones of People's Temple. This podcast is not sympathetic to the views of the Ku Klux Klan that William Branham held, but it is disturbing and warrants research. This podcast is an examination of that research. You can find more about this research and other topics on the website william-branham.org. Join us as we turn back the pages of time and examine the controversial issues of William Branham and his message. John chapter 4 tells us a story that very much reminds me of the divine healing movement and the health and wealth gospels that branched off from that root. By nature, people want to see a God. They want a God that they can see, a God that they can feel, one that excites the physical senses more than the spiritual. When Jesus returned into Cana, the location of the miracle of the water being turned into wine. His works were recognized, and word spread that he had returned, and it caught the ears of one Gentile official. His son was near death, and the official was desperate for another miracle, and had faith that Jesus could heal the child. The man went on more than one day's journey to quickly come to Christ. But when reading this passage, we find that while believing that another miracle could be performed, the man did not accept the supreme deity of Jesus Christ or his access to the Father. The man did not send asking Jesus to perform the miracle from afar. He asked that Jesus come quickly to his house before his son was dead. Because of this, Jesus responded, Unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. Again, the man asked Jesus to come to his home, but this time Jesus sent him back to the child, saying, Go, your son will live. Scriptures record the man believing on the words of Jesus as he left. And before he even returned to the child, his servants met him to give him the good news of his son's healing the day before. The words of Christ were true. The man saw the sign, and then he believed in Jesus Christ. Not only him, but every single one of his household. The Bible tells us that the gospel of Jesus Christ went first to the Jew and then to the Gentile. This man, a Gentile, would not believe before he witnessed a sign. 
While in the previous passage of Scripture, many in the city of Samaria believed as they listened to the words of Christ. But now, the gospel has been introduced to the Gentiles. And the Holy Spirit was freely given to any who believed in the name of Jesus Christ. After reading this passage, many questions are raised. Why did people travel from near and far to see these hundreds of men in this divine healing movement? Were they like this Gentile man before the gospel went out to the Gentiles, seeking out a man while not believing the divine power of God could heal their bodies? Did they believe in God over man, but denied the power of God to heal them through their prayers of faith? Did they replace Christ as the mediator between God and man, exchanging Christ for one of the over hundreds of faith healers that were on the platforms? The Bible tells us that this man's faith in the sign had saved his entire household. But it also tells us that an evil and an adulterous generation seeks after a sign. The gospel has gone forth. It is gone now to both Jew and Gentile. We serve a new high priest who's sitting at the right hand of the Father, who sent the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us in spirit and in truth. Having lived through one of these health and wealth gospels, whether from Dowie or Branham or any of the hundreds of men with seemingly countless success stories, one must ask themselves, did watching the man on the platform cause me to associate that man with my faith in God? Like so many, do you believe that others must also believe in this mortal, this sinful human being to inherit eternal life? Do you believe that their signs and wonders vindicate their ministry? Or does it vindicate our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who loved us enough to live the perfect life that we could not live, to suffer, to die on the cross in our place, and rise again so that we can rise with him and serve him in spirit and in truth.